You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello and welcome to your favorite hour of the week. It's the Arrowhead Pride Podcast. My name's Pete Sweeney, here with the blog father, Joel Thorman. And if you notice, we're missing one of our comrades today. Sean Barber will not be on the podcast today. He is out of the country doing big things. I think he told me not to talk about it until he gets back, so I'm sure he'll tell you about his trip when he gets back. But Joel... What a teaser. I know. It's a bit, I mean, listen... If, if you're getting the tease at the beginning of this podcast for the beginning of next podcast, we're killing it right now. Yeah, we're exactly. killing it. Exactly. Chiefs playing the Dallas Cowboys this week. Four and three Cowboys. They're on a two-game winning streak. Jim Nance and a guy named Tony Romo on the call. Late start for the Chiefs on Sunday, but thank God it's not prime time anymore. <laughs> yeah, back to the Sunday afternoons. I'm actually looking forward to that. I I I liked the primetime games coming into the season, but after about the fifth one through the first eight weeks, I'm like, all right, give me a nice like noon game. Yeah, pulling back the curtain a little bit, when you have the night game, you spend time on the article and then the podcasting, the Facebook Live. By the time you go to bed, it's 2 a.m., and it really messes up your whole yeah. week. Yeah, or if you're in my case, I had to drink some coffee before the Monday night football game to stay awake, and then after the game, it's 3 a.m., I'm still up because I drank coffee too late, and it really threw my week off. So, Well, there you go. So we are very happy that the Chiefs are returning to day games on Sunday. This one begins that trend against the Cowboys. And before we get into the Cowboys, Joel, let's talk about what we learned last week against the Broncos. I I, I said this on Twitter. I had never seen Chiefs fans in four years as negative as they were after this win. I was going to say, clearly the Chiefs are two and six, judging by the Twitter reaction there. I think the best explanation for some of the negativity coming out, coming off the win, is that we look at everything in the context of the playoffs. You know, the the Chiefs have won their 10 games a year, 11 games a year. We've been there. And now it's just how do they match up in the playoffs? And so when, you know, the run defense struggles against the Broncos in week eight, you're like, oh, God, what if they do this in January against the Steelers? We're screwed, you know? And some of that I can understand. Like, I I think about that, too. That's the way I look at it, too. But, man, I, I have to, like, consciously – live in the moment now and appreciate six and two is pretty effing good. Yeah, I think it's a fan and I understand it wasn't the most pretty win against Denver, but here you are halfway through the season, you're six and two, you would have signed up for that 10 out of 10 times before the season started. And, you know, yeah, the offense stalled a bunch of times and we'll get into that, but 
Here you have a Cowboys mashup, completely different team. You expect them to be probably rebound against this team. And as far as what's going on with the Chiefs, Harrison Butker, not only the special teams player of the week, he's a special teams player of the month. 18 kicks in a row. Joel, I got to ask you, is he the greatest kicker of all time? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if you go back to our, I think it was like our week three podcast after Santos was was injured, we were like, man, if you know, if the Chiefs get in the playoffs and they have a big kick, like this is going to be a problem. And then here comes in Harrison Bucker. He's just like a happy-go-lucky kid, too. He just reminds me, I, I mean, I'm a 29-year-old. I'm going to 28-year-old. I'm going to be 29, pulling the curtain back again for you guys today. He looks like a little boy to me. I don't know. He looks yeah. like a little kid that's just like, well, I just happen to just be kicking all these kicks all right in a row. No, he does He does look really young. And it just it furthers the legend of Dave to- Tobe. Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave uh, always comes through. Yeah. I mean, I like how, you know, with Bucker coming in, I'm sure the GM Veach is the one who actually executes on this, but everyone I talked to is like, that was Dave Tobe's call. Dave, right. Dave Tobe brought him in. Brett, you know, Brett went into Dave Tobe's office and he said, Uncle Dave, my kicker's hurt. I need a kicker. And Uncle Dave, as he, Uncle Dave usually does, came through, you know, reaches into a, his pocket and finds a, finds a kicker for the Chiefs. And you can make the case he's the best kicker in the NFL right now. It was the most field goals that a rookie kicker has made in any month in NFL history. 18. Because well, that first Redskins game, his first game was October 2nd. So he got five games this month. Hashtag Jan Stinahu. <laughs> Are you proud of yourself? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Other big news. Alex Smith was the Joker on Halloween. Asked about it at the presser yesterday. Why the Joker? Yeah. How long did it take to get yeah. together? Um... Yeah, not my decision. I kind of just, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we let, our, let, the, let the kids decide. And this time it was a uh, four-year-old, and you know, he wanted to be Batman, and everybody else you know, kind of pegs off of him. And I got told I'm being the Joker. So uh, I just went with it. had fun. You know, it's nice after, you know, have a, have a big win. And, and uh, you know, got young kids. It's a fun time, you know, Halloween. And, and to go have fun with it like that, they got a kick out of it. Uh, so, yeah. That was a wig, right? Not as long as you think. Took a little bit. I don't know. I'm not sure what it was. My, I just sat there. My wife got me ready. <laughs> uh, you know, 20 minutes probably at least. Yeah. Was that a wig? No, it was real hair. Real hair. Yeah, real hair. Real hair. It was good. Yeah, got good. Got good reaction on my kids. Freaked them out a little bit. That was nice. In a year of the fu, Alex Smith. Perfect costume on Halloween. He looked amazing. There's a great, we put a great picture on our Facebook page, but the amount of detail is next level. And I even remember these pictures, his Halloween pictures going viral back when he was in San Francisco. So he's been doing this for a few years and they're, they're really good at it too. Their, their costumes are like, I got my kid ready for Halloween for the first time this year. And we, you know, spent plenty of time. You did a good job too. I don't know if you want to share. Our our one and a half year old was Dwight from the office, Dwight Schrute, which was really good. But Alex's family's, the level of detail was way more than ours. I had the opportunity to, to run into uh, Mrs. Smith over the weekend just in a toy store. I was getting something from my niece. And in talking with Mrs. Smith, uh, Liz Smith on Twitter, you know, the enemy of, of Gary Lezak, hashtag Team Liz, you realize, you know what? And it's and it goes back to that initial interview with Alex. Alex is a normal, fun dude. It's yeah. just like he oh, yeah. doesn't like to show it in press conferences, but you see glimpses of it sometimes. Alex is absolutely the guy that we would want to hang out with. You know that that would that would just be your your normal friend, like out of high school that you've known forever. Right. If he wasn't an NFL quarterback, he'd probably come over on Sundays, have a couple beers with you, enjoy the game. Like I just think he's that type of dude. Instead, he's your friend that's made over a hundred million dollars in his career. <laughs> think and, about that <laughs> and uh yeah yeah he's, he's having the best year of his career i mean mvp candidate halfway through 
Gilbrandt today on NFL.com named him the midseason MVP, and those are big words from Gilbrandt. Man, I know we always come back to this question, but what do you do at the end of the season? Like, I, just there's no way that the guy who's the midseason MVP isn't here next year. It's just crazy. I mean, even thinking about just the initial draft reaction of Patrick Mahomes, like now, it it just it almost feels like years ago. Yeah, because of how much the narrative has changed and how much fan reaction has changed. And this, the Mahomes feeling went right up until like days before the regular season. There were some some Chiefs fans who are rational, smart, level-headed Chiefs fans thought that they should have gone with Mahomes at the beginning of the season. You know, even people on on our arrow, um, among our Arrowhead Pride readers thought that, and that just seems insane now thinking about it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, and the Chiefs are lucky to have him. And if he was doing this elsewhere, it would be one of those things where it'd be like, uh, "Well, classic Chiefs, we let it go." A MVP candidate, you know. And so, and God, they stuck with him, and uh, he he continues to roll. He is starting to get some competition for that MVP in the Deshaun Watsons and Carson Wentz's. But uh, I think he's still right in the mix. If he has a couple good games here, he'll be leading again. Yeah, if, if he if he continues playing well and the Chiefs can outlast the Eagles and they're a 12-win team, man, be, it'd be tough to go with somebody else. Injury roundup for this game. Albert Wilson and Dee Ford both haven't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. So, I don't know, kind of looking like they're both going to be out. I think especially D Ford will be out. You know, uh, Albert Wilson was a game-time decision a game or two ago and ended up playing. So I think there's still a chance for him. Not so much it's looking like for D. Ford based upon some of the comments that you were mentioning about Andy Reid. And Demetrius Football popped up with a shoulder limited. I, I expect him to play in this game despite the shoulder. And they actually need him. He, he played 40 snaps last week. That's a lot. Like he's, he's practically a full-time player at this point. So I know he drops the ball. I know. I'm just saying. He's, he's going to play a lot no matter what we say out here because the Chiefs like his blocking. He knows the offense. Um, Andy Reid loves to throw to him in big spots still. And Did you notice who got two end zone targets last week? Ross Ross Travis. What is the deal with Andy Reid and your second and third tight end getting the biggest plays? of? Like I go back to last season. I think, the, I think of the biggest plays the Chiefs had like on the goal line, and I, I'm thinking all about Demetrius Harris. They, Harris they made that catch to. that would have tied the playoff game yeah. if, it wasn't, if it wasn't called back. Mm-hmm. And... I, maybe it's something where he he finds a little bit more comfort in the bigger body and says, okay, this this has he has a good chance to catch. I have no idea. I, it's a good question to ask. I, I, I don't, you know. I mean, we we should point out that remember earlier this season he made some really good catches, and we were like, whoa, he's been working on his you know catching uh, this off season. Like he looks a lot better. So maybe this was maybe this was a hiccup, one of several hiccups this season, but we'll see. Yeah, and the thing the thing about it, too, is a couple drops away from maybe Chiefs running away a little bit more with that game as well. But anyway, here we go. Game storylines. It's the Chiefs playing the Cowboys. First storyline you got to go over, the Chiefs come from Dallas. Does this even matter? Not so much anymore. I don't I think, think so either. I, I think for the historians in the group, it does. And you'll see, uh, I'm sure, a couple of stories in the media uh, this week. You that, know what's weird? I saw... Uh, on the KC Equipment Instagram, they had the old school helmets out. I haven't heard any news about the Chiefs wearing the old Texans helmets, but if you're ever going to do it, it'd be in this game. Yeah, because I guess they wore them. They wore those old ones like when they played in 2000, I guess it would have been two times ago, 2009. Yeah. I think that might have been at Arrowhead, the Miles Austin game. Yeah, the KC Equipment crew has a, an Instagram, and they showed a picture of it this week, and I'm like, 
Are they going to wear those this weekend? Is it like a surprise or something? But still haven't heard anything. I don't, the, honestly, the last time I remember them wearing them, I think is 2009. Castle was, wear, Castle was here wearing it in that Cowboys game. I think that's the last time. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Rains to be seen. That, that would be cool, though. First game here for the Cowboys. Everyone in football is talking about it without Ezekiel Elliott on the field. Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden are set to fill in. We'll get into more of that later on in the program. And this will be the first game that Tony Romo will be calling the Cowboys. So who was asked about that this week? Dak Prescott. Almost going to be in the booth. Is your team there? It's fair to say now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you all looking forward to Yeah, I am looking forward to the production meeting. Um, obviously, the first time with Romo would be cool. So you heard, you heard him on the games? Yeah, I mean, I've heard think? him. Do, yeah, I mean, he's great. Uh, I mean, he's excellent. I mean, I guess you can just look at any of the reviews of people following him and watching his games. Um, Hopefully he doesn't call out and guess too many of our plays. <laughs> he'll, he'll still be very familiar with them. Uh, so hopefully he can stay away from that this week. Do the Chiefs have somebody watching the game yeah, broadcast? Yeah, probably have somebody TV copy. <laughs> if he's overly critical of you, will you let him hear about it later? No, I mean, I kind of expect him to be. I hope he is. Interesting point that he makes because we've talked about it on this show of Tony Romo calling the plays. At this point, wouldn't you have a coach like watching yeah, the seriously. game? Seriously, no. I would. I would honestly consider it. <laughs> no, but I think it'll. I, I'm sure Romo's going to go like overboard to to not give out state secrets. No, I that, agree that he I shouldn't. Agree. So it, I I think this may be overblown a little bit, but you know, there's going to be a few comments throughout the game that he's going to make that may be like smaller comments. You're like, ooh, like that's something. You know what I mean? Like the Chiefs should, you know, should, should flag that. It'll be like the dead spin ears really are going to be accentuated, I think, this weekend because any little thing, any little jab at Dak, it's going to be an interesting game to really watch on the broadcast because any little jab at Prescott, people are going to go crazy. Yeah, and it's the game of the week, probably the, the best matchup of the week, number one uh, broadcast team. You've got the late afternoon game. It's not a primetime game, but – there's going to be 20-something million people that watch this game because they've got the single header. Cowboys always draw it big. So this is going to be a production for sure. We talked about how it's not prime time, but there'll be a lot of eyes on this game. Anytime you have the Dallas Cowboys, and i got to be honest, growing up a New York Giants fan in New York City, the Cowboys are not my favorite team. I mean, they juice me up probably in the other direction. Fit right in. Uh, you're going to have a lot of guys that are going to be watching this game, guys and girls that are going to be watching this game all over the country. So... Yeah, it's not prime time, but this is your last crack at really setting that national narrative for the Chiefs before, at least in the time stamp of it, they go in a little bit under the radar. And it's uh, most importantly about the Cowboys' peep page views. We get uh, a lot more eyeballs on the website, which will lead to a lot of traffic, which we're all super excited about. PD page views. PD page views. That's what they're going to call me on Sunday. So it's the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. We've gone through the game storylines. When we come back, we'll do our best without Sean for these X's and O's. Stay with us. Now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Podcast. Pete Sweeney, Joel Thorman. We're talking about the Chiefs 
and Cowboys coming at you at 3.25 p.m. this Sunday, the late game against the Cowboys. All of America will be watching the Chiefs playing, quote-unquote, America's team. Alex Smith will be against this number 13 Cowboys defense. Here are his words on the defense this week. I mean, every week's just a brand-new challenge, you know, because these guys are totally different in their scheme. They're totally different in their personnel. You know, some, some weeks, though, there are similarities because you know, hey, maybe they're going to try and copycat this. Maybe they'll try to do what this team did. So you, you always kind of have to plan for that a little bit and have that in the back of your, your head. Uh, but usually every week, it's a unique deal. Uh, and this week, no different. You know, kind of got to just flip it. You know, you, gotta, you, know, you, you delete all the stuff and, and move on and, and uh, get ready for this, this new challenge this week. Another good defense for the Cowboys the Chiefs will be up against. And the key player here is a guy named Demarcus Lawrence. He happens to lead the NFL in sacks with 10 and a half. Andy Reid on Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, he was a great player in college um, at Boise there. And then um, uh, he's carried that into the National Football League. And, um, you know, their defense coordinator, there are not a lot of guys I respect more than Rod so Marinelli. And uh, um, he's got him just cutting loose and, and rolling and playing to his strength, uh, which is getting up the field and going out the quarterback, reacting to the run, uh, but speed up the field. So and he does that very well. He's got great instincts. Mitch, great game against Von Miller. He's coming off that. But maybe more importantly in this is the fact that the Chiefs get Laurent Duvernay-Tardif back at the exact time they need him against this beast. Yeah, that, that uh, right side of the offensive line is certainly going to be tested by Demarcus Lawrence. He's uh, he, he kind of came onto the scene pretty quickly, I felt like, like almost like out of the blue. I think it was a couple of weeks ago I was looking at like the sacks. I was like, whoa, I didn't realize he was uh, so high. My, my thing here is don't let the pass rusher ruin the game. He, he, he might get there once, but just don't let him take it over. And Larry isn't really a known name nationally, but you got you to gotta remember he's becoming one of the best guards in the NFL, and to have him back and to have Mitch Morse back, and you have Mitch Schwartz there who's you know Mr. Automatic as far as playing games, I think it's so huge to have these original five back because before one of them got hurt, and I've said it on a couple previous podcasts, I mean, the Chiefs' offense is rolling, and you saw them have a little bit more success last week. Now you finally put that piece back in the puzzle. You wonder if it kind of resets to that initial really successful offense. Yeah, because it's almost hard to remember at this point, but coming into the season, we thought the Chiefs had the potential to be like a top-10 line. And I know the standard for offensive lines in the NFL has dropped quickly. Just offensive linemen aren't as good as they used to be. But, you know, I, I still think you get healthy, get back in a rhythm, and they can continue to get better this season. Second on the team in sacks is a familiar face in David Irving. Oh, He's actually man. on the Chiefs practice squad, signed away by the Cowboys. Is this a revenge game for Dave? I wouldn't say revenge because the <laughs> Cowboys took him. It's more, the, it's more of a, the Chiefs feeling bad about losing him game. But I remember when he went on the, you know, the Chiefs signed him as an undrafted free agent, and then he went on the practice squad, and I – I think everyone pointed out, hey, this, this could be a guy that gets taken by somebody else because he's obviously got some talent there. And I think the Chiefs originally signed him. They talked about wanting him on special teams to block field goals because he was so tall and long. Yeah. Um, and I know he's done that in Dallas a little bit. But, yeah, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of disappointing. But also, if they had kept David Irving and he, can, you know, and, and he developed into a starter, you may not have Chris Jones. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, That's a good point. And the Chiefs and Chiefs fans are very happy with what they've gotten in Chris Jones. Interesting thing about David Irving last game, it was a rainy game. He had to come out of the game because the hair product in his hair was soaking into his eyeballs. <laughs> I didn't know this until I read it, until you told me. 
Sirius XM man comes through with the big story. He had to come out of the game for a few plays because a little too much hair product. This Listen. is this is a blog post. Here's the deal. <laughs> if the Sween was playing in an NFL game, and look at me, that's not going to happen anytime soon. I, I've been known to wear a little bit of product in the hair. That stuff is not going to be put, touching my head if I'm going into a rainy NFL game. you got to be a little smarter, David Irving. I mean, no wonder you were on the Chiefs practice squad. Too much product. I'm, I'm, I'm too busy losing my hair to put product in. So. <laughs> you got a little bit today. I can, I can see something in there. But, yeah, so Chiefs will run into David Irving. Another familiar face that you maybe you don't even realize he's on the team is Justin March Lillard snuck his way onto the Cowboys. I remember initially he was a Dolphin, spent a little bit of time with the Seahawks, and now he's a member of the Dallas Cowboys. Chiefs could see him in this game. You never know. Yeah, I I I don't I don't know how much he's been playing, but yeah, I haven't I haven't heard that name since like the end of the season. Um, I know he went to Miami there briefly and then left. So it would be it would be cool if he was actually making an impact there because I really like him as a person. This is one of those coach moves you just make him a captain anyway. Yeah, <laughs> against the Chiefs. Andy uh, Reid's definitely doing that. You know that. Other guy on defense to watch is Sean Lee. He's been dealing with some injuries, but should be okay. For this game, that's a really talented player, probably the best even before the season going in for the Cowboys. He's like a young DJ. He's really good in pass coverage too, um, which I think is a problem. That's something the Chiefs will have to watch out for. You know, a lot of those shorter crossing uh, patterns that they like. So yeah, I think he's definitely going to be a challenge. Keys for the Chiefs for me when it comes to offense is third down conversions, and again, I think LDT is a very underrated part of that. Chiefs are only two for twelve in third downs last game. And then for me, again, it's getting Kareem Hunt going early. We said it last game. And Travis Kelsey, 133 yards last game. You want him to continue that trend. Yeah, Chiefs are, uh, of Kelsey's last nine 100-yard games, the Chiefs are 8-1. and one. So, I mean, I think ultimately he's the guy you got to get going in each game. Probably right behind that is going to be Kareem Hunt. You know, last week, I think we knew going in that they just weren't going to do anything in the run game, and they really didn't. Uh, and that led to, you know, second and 10, which makes it harder on third down, too. So, yeah, that, that first down, you know, hopefully Larry's back, get that push. Yeah, if there's, if there's any, That's any, difference any good omen, it, it's the fact that the line's back. I, I mean, people, you know, love Kareem Hunt, and he's really good, especially against that first tackler. But it all comes down to the battle in the trenches. If the, you lose the battle in the trenches, it doesn't matter if you're Flash Gordon. You're not going to get a first down, you know, first down on a given play. Here's Alex Smith this week on how Travis Kelsey, who we mentioned, is becoming one of those go-to players. I think he's, you know, been that for a little bit now. Um, you know, also, you know, so much of tight ends, you end up they being a matchup guy, and you, obviously they're unique. You know, sometimes they get on linebackers and, and safeties, and that's actually probably where they do the majority of their, you know, last game, but. Uh, Kelsey, I mean, he obviously gets a lot of respect and a lot of times is on corners and, and uh, typically uh, isn't a great matchup a lot of times. But he, I mean, he's just got that kind of ability uh, and not just physical. You know, I think mentally he's he's, uh, he's come such a long way and it's uh, such a good feel. Um, he's got so many tools in his belt, so to speak, you know, that he can use and go to and is good at all of them. Kelsey keeps it rolling, hopefully, for the Chiefs and maybe we'll see another dance like we did last week all right time to turn the page chiefs defense coming in at number 30 yikes that sounds about right though versus the Dallas offense which is number eight but again that's with ezekiel elliott the biggest difference is he won't be there this this week does it change things andy reed says uh-uh well i think they're deep at that spot and you know they've still got a guy we're familiar with there from the raiders hanging in the you know the background there so um they uh if there's one spot that they've got 
they've got a little depth. That's I tell you, that's that's it. So I don't think it, they they change anything schematically. They they kind of do what they do, and then uh, they'll let those guys get in. If that's the case, I don't even know what the case is, but if uh, we're we'll be ready for all of it, whatever whatever goes. So that's Andy Reid's take. What does Dak Prescott think? I mean, I don't think it does. I mean, I think this team was built on on the run game before me or Zeke even got here for the most part. I mean, we've got those running backs. I mean, Jeremy Fenn had a had a great year before Zeke was even here, and we know what Alfred Morris can do. So, I mean, I don't think it, it changes uh, how this team is built. Listen, I understand you're two football guys. The truth is, it's a huge difference. Yeah, they may not change what they're doing, but yes, it's totally different. Uh, Zeke had, what, 1,600, 1,700 yards last year? And, he, and he's hot right now. He, he had kind of a slower yeah. start, you know, which for him is a couple 80-yard games. So think about that when you, when you see some of these running backs in this league. And then is now in back-to-back-to-back games of 100 yards or more. He was rolling, and now he's suspended by the league. Yeah, we'll see if anything changes on that before Sunday because something changes with that every single day. I, I can't even go into the law of it because you know, that, know. that's not my forte. But what you do know is nothing is definite. And we saw that first with Tom Brady, and you've seen that a little bit with this case as well. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I, I think if Zeke was here, um, it, would, it might even change my game prediction on this game just because they could feed him all day long. And he's so talented against a struggling run defense that I just I, – I mean, man, I don't know how much of a shot the Chiefs would have, to be honest, uh, to, to stop him. He could go for 200 yards. But that he's I mean, think, not about, here. think about Derek Johnson if Zeke is able to break that first level, you know, hypothetically, if he was playing. That is not a good matchup right now you feel good right, about. Right, no, no. Yeah, we have a... We have a nice piece up on the up on the site right now. Seth, Minnesota Chiefs fan, uh, broke down some of the run defensive problems, and he pointed out DJ is not playing the same, and then the Chiefs are basically trying to put a priority on stopping the pass versus the run. They have two down linemen. They bring in another safety, which, like, big picture, I agree with that, um, but it doesn't make it any easier when you have a line like this coming in and backs coming like well, you know, sudden, sudden like for weeks, if you listen to the press conferences, has been talking about we have to eliminate these chunk yardage plays. So I think that's the focus that they put on. And in doing that, you allow some of these run plays. And, you know, sometimes these guys will gain yardage on the Chiefs. As far as who's the next guy up for Dallas, it's Alfred Morris. You know, he, he's been in the league for a bit. I thought the interesting thing, because I went back and I listened to Alfred Morris's press availability this week. And one of the Dallas reporters asked him, you know, does it change your preparation? And listen to this. He actually gets offended. It doesn't change at all. I mean, I still come in and do the same thing every single day. Work out, work hard. I mean, sometimes, you know, I ask these questions pretty insulting because you make it seem like what we do on a daily basis is based off of uh, what's happening or uh, it's conditional in a sense. I and mean, it's kind of insulting because we show up every single day and work hard, show up every single day and bust our butt. And when you ask questions like that, it makes it seem like, oh, we're not coming up and showing up every day as if, you know, we come here and just jack around all day, you know. So, I, I mean, these questions, I chuckle at them, but at the same time, it's, it's very insulting because we're pros, you know. So nothing changes at all. I mean, other than all these cameras in my face now, so. I don't know. Seems like a guy who's pretty ticked off. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, imagine if you're one of the backups to Zeke. All Everybody all, like, talks about Zeke and how great he is and what he can do, mm-hmm. and just the backups get absolutely no ink. And here's Alfred Morris. He's a former 1,000-yard guy with Washington. Right. So he's not just he's not just a guy. Right. I mean, he's, he's had some success before. So 13 carries for 105 yards this year. I mean, I know that's a very, very small sample size, but that's kind of scary, isn't it? It's Kareem Hunt-like. What is that, nine yards a carry? I don't know. I'm not a math major. Eight, eight and a half. Uh, behind Alfred Morris, you have Darren McFadden. Other weapons for Dallas. 
Des Bryant, Jason Witten. They're spreading the ball around this year. Five players with at least 200 or more yards. Again, this is an elite receiver in Des Bryant. Remember, we've been talking about it every week. The number one receiver for the other team seems to get 100 yards or more, but that stopped with Demarius Thomas, maybe because Emmanuel Sanders wasn't there, but it still was stopped. Yeah, Des is better than Demarius Thomas, <laughs> a lot better, I think. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how much of a hope we have for... You know, so you're slow- predicting 100 yards for, yeah. for my man, Des. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, and that's as much respect to Des, because I think at least you know he's one of those guys several times a game, you just got to throw it up to him, and he's so big and so good that even if you had like Marcus Peters on him, he's going to go up and get it. I think you feel a little bit better about the receiver situation given Steve Nelson and Kenneth Acker versus Philip Gaines and Terrence Mitchell after last week, though. I think, I mean, at least I feel a little bit better. Yeah. You know, Nelson's done it uh, before he did it last season. So I feel like that's more real that he comes in and makes an impact. Acker, that was, you know, he's hardly played at all this season. So you're going to have to show me again. Uh, You know, you're going to have to prove it again. It sounds like he's going to play again because he did well enough last week. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was a game that the defensive staff and Andy Reid were in love with, but was it better? Yes. I, up, I don't think you can argue with that. He gave up 70 yards instead of 150. We'll take it. <laughs> right. Sign me up. Right. Other things to know, role player for Dallas and wide receiver Cole Beasley could be out due to concussion as far as Wednesday. He didn't practice. Important to remember that Dak Prescott is a dual threat, not like the Russell, not like Russell Wilson would be, but it's similar to Alex Smith. Three or four rushes a game can ex- escape plays with his legs, extend plays similar to what Alex Smith does. And he actually said this week he's watched Alex Smith and kind of has been watching him since college. I remember before the draft, I think Andy even mentioned Dak Prescott, or maybe it was John Gruden, one of Andy's guys, mentioned Dak Prescott as a Chiefs option because he reminded you so much of Alex Smith, and he does. His numbers last year, 23-4, and that's an Alex line right there. The fact that he can run a little bit. So I'm already getting a little nervous about that offensive line protecting well and him just sitting back there and finding his spots. Yeah, and and that's what I mean, and and nothing to take away from Ezekiel Elliott because he's super talented, but a lot of it is this offensive line that has all pros throughout. And if they, if Dak has the time and Des is on and Alfred Morris, as you can, as you just heard, is angry and ready to prove he's still a number one running back, could be a disaster for the Chiefs defense. I think we're heading for a shootout. Yeah, um, could be one of those like 35, 28, not to spoil the prediction segment, but right. you know, it could be one of those 35, 28 type of games. Yeah, no, that's... I, Everybody I've talked to or heard this week, I think, is kind of expecting that because both defenses have struggled a little bit. You know, maybe it's one of those things that just comes down to the turnovers and you just know you're going to give up, you know, a dozen possessions. You hope you just get one of them, you know. We don't have Sean for the final word this week. What's the number one key for the Chiefs defense? I would say get a little pressure on Dak. Uh, make him uncomfortable, you know, make him get in, you know, make a mistake. I don't have much hope in stopping the run too well, so I won't even say that's a key. I, I just say you got to get after Zach, Dak. I'm, I'm, I'm already having, if you can't tell, already having like nightmares of him sitting back there for like seven seconds <laughs> yeah. scanning the field, and I just hope it doesn't come to that. I don't love this matchup for the, for the Chiefs as far as uh, the defense. Just keep them under 21 points if you can, because if you can do that, you know, you expect the new Alex and the offense to kind of make it happen and, and get there. And I will point out, the a couple of the games where the Chiefs' run defense has struggled the most, they've still held the opponent under 20 points. Now, when they gave up a ton of passing yards to the Raiders, they scored 30. So maybe there's something there that it's that you know stopping the pass is that much more important. Yeah, it remains to be seen. Again, big matchup this Sunday, 3.25 p.m., the Kansas City Chiefs heading down to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. When we come back, we'll call up Seth. We'll get some predictions going. Don't go anywhere. 
Drink run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You the man. Yeah, that's what they're gonna say. Oh, Kevin, thank you so much. We love you. That's right. You the champ. The drink run champ. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the drink run, Kevin. Own it. Now get a small smoothie, shake, or frappe for $2 on McDonald's $1-2-3 menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Podcast. Pete Sweeney here with Joel Thorman talking Cowboys Chiefs. And on the line, we have Real MN Chiefs fan. What's up, Seth? Oh, it's just another great day to be a Chiefs fan, my friend. And why is that? Because the Chiefs are midway through the season, played the most brutal schedule in the NFL. They're 6-2, and two, three games up in the division. Life is good. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's prediction time. We don't have Sean this week. Chiefs, Cowboys, Joel, who you got? Uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I, I don't have too much faith in either defense right now. Um, so I'll go with 35-30. I think the Chiefs are going to go on the road and win. They tend to play better on the road. And at 6-2 you know, and two after playing uh, the toughest schedule in the NFL, um, I think it's fair to think that they can go down and get this win. Okay, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Cowboys win 31-27. to 27. We talked about earlier on this show how we think it's going to be a shootout. I just think... That offensive line is going to be too much for the Chiefs' defense. Alfred Morris has an angry good day. Unfortunately, the Chiefs don't get the win. 31-27, to 27, Cowboys. Seth, what do you got? Well, I've got a lot more faith in the defense than you guys do. But then again, I am a, uh, I am a hopeless optimist. <laughs> and so I, uh, I, I, think, I think you guys are underselling the defense a little bit. I think you're overestimating the effect that offensive line is going to have. The best game the Chiefs have played against the run this year was against the best offensive line they've played this year in the Oakland Raiders. I think the Chiefs win. I don't have any faith in the Dallas defense whatsoever. I think the Chiefs win 34-20, to and everyone calms down for at least a week or two. Well, there you have it. We have two Chiefs pickers, one pick for the Cowboys. Those are your predictions for this week. Seth, as we do every week, Give some advice yes. to our listeners, please. You know, this, this, this week I'm actually moving away from lawyerly advice because oh, one of the other things that I'm an expert on is having kids because I have five of them. <laughs> and so uh, this, is, this is advice for, for potential fathers out there. I, I get asked sometimes, what's the secret to being a great father? Because I have so many kids, I must be a great one. <laughs> a lot, and it's very a lot of practice and for this sure. Is, this, is for, this is for young guys like you, Pete. Oh, thank uh, you very much. Appreciate it. It's you. very simple. All you have to do is show up. That's it. <laughs> it's that easy. You just show up, and then, and then you know, the mom will do the rest. You know what? <laughs> Perfect advice, Seth. We appreciate it. We thank you for your prediction, your insight, and your fatherly advice. Have a good day. Yep. Take care, guys. Seth Kaiser. I feel like the, that advice is questionable. <laughs> Being a father yourself. <laughs> Considering he's taking his kids out to lunch at noon on a Thursday, I'm sure the, she doesn't do everything. No, no. And I think, I think he's being a little facetious there. But uh, listen, those are your predictions. And right now we're going to move from predictions to reading your tweets. We get you involved. And the first question we have is from Brandon Jones at DJBJ2017. We're halfway through the regular season. Win-loss predictions through the remainder of the year and playoff seating. So win-loss for the rest of the year? I, I think what he means is final record and where do they fall. Schedule eases up. I guess I'll go, uh, 
I'll go 11 and five on the season. I really want to pick 12 and four, but I'll go 11 and five. And what happens in the playoffs? Yeah. Well, well, where did they end up as far as seeding goes? Oh, oh, ex- seeding. Excuse me. Um, I heard that wrong. I'll say they get the. Let's say they get the. I'll say they get the two seed. Okay. Man, tough. That's a tough question. I. I love the schedule in the second half, especially coming off that bye. So I did think they were going to lose, and that gives them three losses uh, going into the bye. They'll of course win after the bye. So I don't even remember who they're playing. It doesn't matter. Andy Reid after the bye, good as a win. Schedule gets a little easier. They have those final few home games. I like 12-4. and four. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, even, very doable. Even though I'm picking this loss, I, I still think they're a great team. I just think Dallas matchups could be tough in Dallas. But again, they'll regroup after the bye, 12-4. And, four, and I don't love the Steelers, even though they beat the Chiefs. And I don't love the Patriots' defense. I think you maybe get the number one seed, even with 12-4 and four record. Yeah. No, I, I think the number one seed's absolutely in play. And they may even be the odds-on favorite at this point when you take into account all the schedules and everything like that. So, yeah. uh, no, I think that's totally fair. I don't know if you could could see that through the Facebook Live, but I was working through that in my head. That was That's what I look like when I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. When I look up and I kind of shake my head thinking. Marcus Scumberg at Scomy 3. Scumberg, probably. Scumberg. <laughs> I don't think his name is Scumberg. <laughs> who, um, who is slash was more electrifying, Dante Hall or Tyreek Hill? I'll have to go with Dante Hall based on what they've done so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I still remember that four-game stretch where he returned one in every game. But, man, Tyreek Hill is already right on his tail. So I think in a couple of seasons, this may go to Tyreek Hill. But right now, Dante. Hard for me to comment on this. I've been only here for Tyreek Hill. I've met Dante Hall, nice dude. I've seen him on film from New York. <laughs> I thought he was really fast. But Tyreek Hill, I haven't been the only one to say, is the fastest player I've ever seen, the quickest player I've ever seen. I've had a number of beat writers that have been here for more than 20 years. Adam Teicher say similar things. So I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill again. I'm not the best source for this question. He is. It, it is like video game fast. <laughs> where you can tell he's like a 97 and the guy behind him is like an 86. You can just see the difference. Yeah, it's crazy. This question from Evan at EvNM says, Broncos wide receiver Rod Smith used to dominate the Chiefs. Should this raise concern about the Cowboys, Rod Smith? Yeah, Cowboys have a running back named Rod Smith. We have plenty of bad memories about Rod Smith, undrafted free agent with the Broncos who had a terrific year, uh, 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 career excuse me, and killed the Chiefs. I don't think this Rod Smith will fare nearly as well as the other Rod Smith. Not all Rods are like the other. True. So uh, it's I a fair to, way to put it. Tend to agree. Last question. We've had one of this guy before. I remember his name because it's very unique. Trevor Twidwell uh, at X King Chiefs X. Is Butker the NFL MVP? No. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Trevor is high, uh, possibly, but no. It would be an, a very unusual pick to take the rookie kicker, Harrison Butker. If he made 18 MVP. more kicks in a row. No. <laughs> If he made five field goals a game for the rest of the year, he would not be the MVP. I don't think they would ever give it to a kicker. This is a quarterback league. Very rarely do they even give it to a running back. Yeah. It's it's amazing that they were talking about Kareem Hunt for MVP for as long as they were at the beginning of the season. Uh, No, as much as I'd love love it because I love weird things like that, I don't think Harrison Butker will be the NFL MVP. Great question, though. It's hard for anyone to be the NFLP when we already know the NFL MVP is going to be the new Alex Smith, the Joker, baby. Yeah, he's... uh... What? He's got to be one of the top two to three candidates, probably top two candidates, Alex included. Yeah, probably Carson Wentz. Even like Deshaun Watson's kind of getting in that mix. Yeah, so. but the Texans aren't good enough. Let's point that out. 
I mean, listen, it didn't matter when the MLB gave the the MVP to like a sub 100 Alex Rodriguez on the Texas Rangers one year. I remember that. I don't know why I remember that. But anyway, speaking of Texas, the Chiefs will be heading down to Dallas this Sunday. It's the 6-2 and two Chiefs against the 4-3 and three Cowboys. If you're not going down for the game, I know a lot of people who are, but if you're not going down to the game, Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call will have all the usual coverage on the site this coming Sunday. Facebook Live, reaction after the game. Until then, he's Joel Thorman, I'm Pete Sweeney, and we thank you for listening to the Arrowhead Pride Podcast. Hi, I'm Mark from Marinda Safeway. We offer great savings on groceries, but did you know we also offer savings at the pump? Earn 10 cents off per gallon when you spend $100 at Safeway stores. Enter your phone number or swipe your club card at the register and earn points. Redeem your rewards at participating Chevron, Texaco, and Safeway gas stations. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is 20 cents per gallon and $1 per gallon at Safeway stations in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details at Safeway.com forward slash reward. This is Mark from Marinda Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Summer is here. The sun is out, and so are you. When you go, take along a clever little app called Audible so you can listen to the stories you love while doing the things you love outside. A walk, a run, the pool, or the beach. All better with Audible. For just $14.95 a month, you get a credit good for any audiobook from the world's largest selection. If you don't like it, exchange it anytime. So get outdoors with Audible. Start a 30-day trial, and your first audiobook is free at audible.com. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.